First John 1 9. I mean, there's a staple verse for right. this. It says, If you c- confess your sin to the Lord, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. You know, that's the power of forgiveness. That's right. the power of coming to God, confessing sin. Right. 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 It's always right. for the purpose of restoration, it's never for the purpose of shaming. Right. You know, and it, it, some people don't confess because they're shameful of it. You right. know, I, I mean, these are also honest people that admit that they're right. wrong. Exactly and I think right. that at that point, at that moment, when someone comes and can say, hey, listen, I really blew it. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I put you through. I'm sorry for what I put us all through. Uh, then you can say, okay, well, I'm not going to count that against you. And I'm going to cover that up. And we're going to, because it's the only way, honestly, to move on. I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church. And this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm here with Mark Hossettler, and uh, we're talking actually about confession today because I think it's an important thing. One of the ways of healing and and getting over some things you might be feeling really rotten about is Mm -hmm. to actually get it out there and admit it and admit it to God, admit it to people that you hurt, because that's that's an important concept. And it comes from uh, Psalm, and, and it starts with this. I mean, when I confess to God, I'm confessing to somebody who's going to forgive me, not someone who's going to pound me for it. That's right. I'm not telling him anything. It's like, hey, God, uh, you didn't know this about me, but I just wanted to tell you. Like, mm-hmm. I'm already telling himself. It's like, God, you already know I did that. So, yeah. right, and he's going to forgive me. Here's what it says. Verse 1, blessed is the one, and this is Psalm 32, whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. This is happy. Blessed means happy. Happy is the person right. whose sins have been forgiven and they're covered, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not counting your sins against you. And to me, that helps me to know that God forgives. And here's a good definition of, of what forgiveness means. It means I covered up so I don't see it and I'm not counting it against you. Boom. Yeah. Covered up so I don't see it. Right. I mean, what a blessing is that? Right. You know, the filth that you've just got done confessing. Right. It's called sin, you know? Right. And... And God doesn't even see it anymore. It right. says in another part of Scripture that he casts it into the depths of the sea. It's gone. Yeah, or as far it's, as the east is from the west. Right, it's gone. Right. Cleared. You're cleared. Right. You know, if you're carrying it around still, it's your fault. Because God's not. Well, I think, too, you know, or if you're carrying around an offense somebody else did, too, yes. that you haven't let go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that forgiveness is this is how God forgives. Therefore, this is how we should forgive. And part of it is covering. I think, honestly, sometimes that's a hard thing because I still see the offense. Like, I'm still ticked about it. So because I still see it means I probably haven't really forgiven because I haven't covered it up. Not meaning, hey, go out and be stupid and uh, just, you know, let people walk on you over and over and over again. I'm not suggesting that. But on the other hand, at some point, I can't just be looking at the offense. I got to move on past it. Something that happened, happened. There's nothing we can do about it. There's no sense in hanging on. I appreciate the fact that God says I covered it. So I'm not looking at it anymore where I know for me there's stuff. No, I'm looking at it. And that's why the storm continues. Absolutely. You know, it, the last part of verse two, it says where their, their spirit, in their spirit, there is no deceit. Right. You know, so there's, there's an idea here that you can come to God and confess and confess and confess. But if you're lying and if you're not coming completely clean, right, 
it's not a complete work. You right. know, you got to come to him authentically, genuinely, truthfully, confessing to him. God, I need your help. I need you right now, man. I did this nasty thing over here. I need your forgiveness. I need your pardoning. He's going to be faithful to do that. Now, if you come to him and you're only giving him part truth and you want to hold on to that other part of the sin, there's no forgiveness there. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you're not, you're not coming to him genuinely. Come to him without deceit in your spirit. Right. Man, the blessing is there when you right. do that. Yeah, I think you have to be open about it. And this is mm-hmm. actually coming in a psalm. This was a time when David had sinned with Bathsheba, and it was one of the mm-hmm. worst things he ever did. He covered it up. He had her husband put on the front line of battle so he could get killed because David got the guy's wife pregnant. And so he's trying to cover it up, and he didn't want to say anything about it or talk about it or let anyone know what he had done. And he's going to say later on, man, God's hand was heavy on me because I wouldn't confess it. I wouldn't admit that I was wrong. So this is the context of this. This is a man who did wrong things, who came to God, finally was open. And that's the only way that he could find healing from it is to be open. I appreciate too, that he's not counting the sins against them. And one of the ways I think that helps me to be forgiving too, is remind myself, Hey, you're not perfect. And sometimes look at your role in, in a situation as yeah, yeah, but what was my role? That's right. And some of the stuff like my thinking wasn't exactly right either. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my own fault and I have my own blame. And there are certain dynamics within me that push things a certain way too. First Corinthians 13 so. tells us that true love keeps no record of wrongs. Right. You know, and uh, Jesus told a parable about this guy that had a huge debt and the one that he was indebted to forgave him of it. Right. Okay. He walks away, gets somebody that, owed him right he wouldn't pay him right away and he beat the tar out of him pretty much you know right we can't be like that you know we have to understand the humongous debt that was paid off when jesus forgave us right and we got to be able to with grace with truth apply that to people that have hurt us right but i don't think that we're uh doing that right away in every situation because i think that we're still counting especially things that are unconfessed or patterns that are repeating Mm -hmm. i think it's a hard thing but we look at it and say well look i mean this is what how god forgives me this is how i should forgive others and he covers it and he's not counting it against them now of course like you said, in his spirit is no deceit. I mean, these are also honest people that admit that right. they were wrong. Exactly and I think right. that at that point, at that moment, when someone comes and can say, hey, listen, I really blew it. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I put you through. Sorry for what I put us all through. Uh, then you can say, okay, well, I'm not going to count that against you. And I'm going to cover that up. And we're going to, because it's the only way, honestly, to move on. We so have that's to part move of on. We right. have to move right. on. But you, you can know, confess so. to God because he's going to forgive you. That's yes. the first point. All right. Absolutely. So if you're wondering, can I confess to God? Am I going to get in trouble for saying it? No, because he's going to forgive you. You need to confess it. First John 1 9. I mean, there's a staple verse for right. this. It says, if you have, if you c- confess your sin to the Lord, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. You know, that's the power of forgiveness. That's right. the power of coming to God, confessing sin. Right. No, I agree. And then in verses three through four, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Now, here's a guy who's going through guilt. He hasn't confessed his sins. He's he's He said, when I kept silent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's just talking about, you know, he was... Uh, his sins have been forgiven, so he did confess to God. He said, but in those days when I was silent, my bones were wasting away, man. All day long, I was in groaning. That's right. Day and night, your hand was heavy on me. And I've talked to people who have gone through this, where I talked to a man one time, and he got his life right, and he had done things in his marriage he shouldn't have done. He left his wife for a couple of years. He's mm-hmm. now going to come back and make it right. 
And he just said, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore. And he realized, I mean, God's hand was heavy on you. And when you're doing things that you shouldn't do and you see God's hand heavy on you and you're starting to, you're not happy, you're anxious, you're, you're suffering, you're struggling. There's things going on in your life. Please, you've got to get here because God's hand is heavy on you and it's going to stay heavy on you until you confess that. It's such a truth, man. I've seen it played out in my life. This Psalm 32 impacted my heart so much. I memorized this chapter one time. I memorized it. I recited it almost daily because I know how this feels. I know how it feels to walk around with that weight on your back. Man. Right. And then to feel the release of that weight, man, to feel that, you know, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll right. Be, my yoke is easy. That's what Jesus said in, in Matthew 11. Man, when you have that heaviness, sometimes you don't even realize it. You've been carrying it around for so long, you don't even realize it until you release it. Right. And then, man, when you get that release, that feeling of, oh, blessing right, right. here, verse 1, when you get that finally, there's nothing like it, man. I'm telling you, if you're watching right now, if you have unconfessed sin in your life and you you feel your body wasting away, if you feel that, that groaning, that sense, you know, that I know how it feels— there is an opportunity for you to release it to Jesus Christ by confession and forgiveness. Right. He will be there. Well, I think it's too, it's a, it's a thing of conviction. It's like when God's hands have you on you and you're, you feel convicted, you feel guilty, you know, because either you've done something that you shouldn't have done, you haven't confessed it, or you're continuing to do something that you yeah. shouldn't do. Yeah. And because you're, you're continuing it on and, and you're, you're constantly up against it, up against it, up against it, up against it. And sometimes it's like, uh, Peter, or Jesus Christ said to uh, Paul, it was, you know, why are you kicking against the goats? You know, why are you mm-hmm. coming against me, man? You're not going to yeah. find any happiness. You're not, not going to find any peace here. You're constantly coming up against me. I, I've seen right. people do it in church, you know, where they're constantly coming up against leadership, constantly yeah. coming up after a while. Why are you fighting this anymore? You know, and especially when you're being convicted about something where you feel, man, I feel terrible about this. Mm-hmm. Confess it and move on. Well, now, com- coming back to what you said there about uh, David and Bathsheba, during that time when uh, uh, Bathsheba's husband came back, to, he wouldn't even go back to their home. He was so faithful to the army and everything. He laid at the fe- you know at the uh, uh, the steps of the palace and didn't even go to be with his wife. She was already because, pregnant, pregnant with David, you know? Right. During that whole time, think about the amount of time David had to keep this secret. Right. Oh, that had to be... It was I mean, a year. It was tor- torment. It was a year until Nathan the prophet confronted him. Somebody confronted him, and right there, my body wasted away. Right there, up in uh, verse 2. That's what it means when it says there's no deceit. He was carrying about around a whole bunch of deceit. He was lying to people right. all over the place. Right. And when he finally confessed, it was like, oh, right. you know. He, like, he went so far yeah. to cover up his sin that he had the husband killed yes. so that no one would suspect that he didn't, wasn't home because he would have known it wasn't his kid. That's right. So he had the guy killed. I mean, that's how far he went to cover was, up his own it's sin. unbelievable, yeah. But here's the thing. I know that my capacity for sin is just as great. Right. But know? in verse 5, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you will forgive the guilt of my sin. Now, here's a very practical question. And I, I've had it before, and I've thought about it before. Who do you confess to? In other words, if, if you've mm. done a sin like what David did, if you did a sin, you know, maybe you've been unfaithful to your wife. Uh, maybe you've been caught up in pornography. Um, yeah. How far do you confess that sin? And that's something that we came up in in counseling 
classes, and they always told us this, and we can talk about it, confess the sin as far as it went. In other words, if I didn't sin against my church by doing something against my wife, I don't have to stand up there on Sunday morning and confess to the whole church something that I did to my wife because I lost my temper with my wife. Mm -hmm. I need to confess to her or my kids if they're around because that's as far as it went and confess to God. I don't have to go tell everyone about it. Yeah, because you're just going to heap on shame and all that stuff. I came from a religion that that when they, they did something against the rules set in place by the leaders, they would have to stand in front of the church head hung, confessing what they did, right. kneel down, all that stuff. And man, that you just feel bad for them people because right. it's it's an act of shame, you know? Right. Now, if they're willing to do it and it, it was a sin against the body of Christ like that, um, I think it's I unnecessary. Some... I think it's unnecessary to do it to a repentant person. I think that I can see like in that school of thought, hey, I'm not going to talk to somebody who's kind of not following God and they're unrepentant and they're going to, let's say they're selling, just be absurd. Let's say they're selling drugs from their buggy because you came out of the Amish. All right. (laughs) So they're selling drugs from the buggy and they won't quit. Well, I can see the community saying, listen, until you do, we're not really going to have anything to do with you. We're not going to have business dealings to the point where the person realizes, Hey, I'm doing stupid stuff and this is serious and I Mm -hmm. need to take it seriously. Like I, I can see that. I've seen that happen where yeah, even in the Bible, relationships get busted, and they stay busted until you make it right and start mm-hmm. doing the right stuff. And that's mm-hmm. how it is. It's not their fault. It's your fault. You know, you've got to come in, but I would confess it to the people that I've hurt. That's the bottom Absolutely. line. Absolutely. Because sometimes I think if you go too far or confess things that you're going to change people's thoughts of you. You're going to change how they think about you, how they view you, and that just can't – it's not a wise thing. I don't think it's wise mm-hmm. in every situation. Mm-hmm. If you, in other words, if like some people have said things like, well, why did my daughter, you know, let's say confess or, or say something about in the old days when the church was small, you know, and there's a hundred people there and she was uh, pregnant. I'm like, because we're catching it ahead of the gossip mill and yeah. just saying, Hey, we know of it. We're aware of it. This person realizes, Hey, this wasn't the right move on their life. And we're going to support this person and love this person and care about this yeah. person because some things wouldn't be hidden. If somebody, you know, in another state got shoplifting, we're not going to say anything about that because no one else yeah. needs to know about it. They repented of it. Right. It's like, words, and not that anyone owes repentance to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it was accountable to me. Uh, I just say confess as far as the sin goes. Absolutely. Because trust me, as a pastor, I don't want to hear confession of everyone's sin. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) I don't. That's why you have God. Unless you sin against me, honestly, like I do not Mm -hmm. need to hear about this. If you need help, if you need my help, heck yeah, I'm going to be there and I'm going to help you. But yeah, I don't, that's not what church is all about. Yeah, there needs to be a gentleness about it when, you know, when you do have somebody confessing, you know, there needs to be a gentleness about it. There needs to be humility for sure. You know, like I said before, we all have the capacity to do these right. things, man. If, and as soon as you stop believing that, be careful. Right. You know, you're in a dangerous spot. You have to be gentle. You have to be compassionate towards the person. And then you have to be willing to forgive. You know, right. you have to do that stuff. Jesus did that. He said right here in, um, in Psalm 32, verse 5, it says, I confessed my rebellious acts to the Lord, and then he forgave my sins. Right. You know, it's a complete work. When right. I come to him, humble my heart. Uh, Psalm 51 is the extension of this, you know, and he says, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew right. a steadfast spirit within me. Right. It's a complete work of confession. Right. You know what I mean? Well, one thing, I, I guess if I did something, let's say if I did something as an individual that was going to be in the newspaper, I would confess that publicly to the church. If it was going to be out in okay. the public, I would yeah. not wait for everyone to hear about it in the paper. I would be there saying, listen, you're going to hear about this that makes sense. and you're going to hear sure. it from me first. That's where, when I'm talking about, like, and that was the, the only time in a church where somebody is in 
everyone knows the person. Yeah. Typically, as our church has grown, if somebody gets in trouble and they come tell us, hey, listen, this is what I did. I slipped up. You know, we're very patient and loving mm-hmm. and caring and mm-hmm. it's not a problem. A lot of people in that they don't even know anything about it. You Which know what I'm saying? Good. So, right. And we don't, we're not ones that are dragging up because again, I only believe you need to confess to who you hurt. If I'm a public figure, then yeah, I do something publicly and mess up. That's going to need a public confession. If an, if a, you know, some guy does this something, uh, his president of the United States does mm-hmm. something. Yeah. He needs to tell the United States, uh, some Joe Schmo at work did the same thing. Well, he doesn't have to tell the whole United States That's because, right. you know, it's just, he's just in a different position. It's so always, as far as you've heard. It's always for the purpose of restoration too, right? right. It's always oh, yeah. for the purpose of restoration. It's never for the purpose of shaming. Right. You know, and, and, and some people don't confess because they're shameful of it. You right. know, I, I was privileged to be able to talk to a guy after Celebrate Recovery one day. And he, he was able, he said, Mark, I've never said this or confessed this to anybody, man, but I'm embarrassed at what I do. Right. You know, do you think I was like, that's ridiculous. You know, I started shaming him. No, I gave the guy a hug. Right. I said, man, that's the best place to right. be. Because you're we're understanding all sinners. It. You're confessing it, right. man. You, that's what you need to do. Right. You know? But my confession here is just to clarify, God and if I hurt somebody, it's got, that's as far that's as, right. that's as far as it's going to go now. Sure. So God forgives you. So that's a reason you're hiding your hurts. That's only going to hurt you because hiding hurts. So you confess it to God and then you pray about it and do the right thing. He says in the rest of Psalm 32, therefore let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Mm-hmm. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will, waters will not reach them. You're my hiding place. You'll protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with the with my loving eye on you. Don't be like the horse and mule, which have no understanding. And to those two verses right there, I like mm-hmm. the, how David says, hey, I was a sinner and I blew it and I got my act together and I confessed to God and God forgave me. And guess what? Now I'm going to instruct you to try to keep you from doing the same <laughs> dumb thing I did. That to me is a growth. Now I, I want to help you do not do, I want to become your teacher because I've learned from my mistakes and I'm going to help pass it on to you. And that's yeah. a role that I've been in in my life where, Hey, yeah. I've been there, done that. You don't want to go that way. Cause here's what's going to happen to you. And I love how he's saying to the people who are hearing God's truth, don't be like the horse or mule, which have no understanding, have to be controlled by the right. bit and bridle or they right. won't come to you. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn about Don't it. be stubborn about yeah. it. People are trying to tell you the truth and love you. Stop being stubborn. Mm-hmm. Stop being prideful. I think our human pride sometimes gets in the way because we just won't admit I'm telling you, that so we made some mistakes. Yeah. And because we won't admit we made mistakes, we're not getting back in the good graces of certain people that are important to us. Yeah. We're not we're not really fixing things. We're not getting better in our lives because we're so dang stubborn. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Psalm 51, it says that the sacrifices of God that he desires is a humble spirit, a humble and a repentant heart he doesn't reject. Right. It's, it's that humble uh, not prideful attitude right. that says, man, teach me. Right. Because I, I tell you what, I want to know. Right. I also think, you know, verse seven, especially we talk about confession. A lot of times there's a negative connotation to it, but there's also a positive connotation to confessing, confessing what you believe to be true about God. When you right. come to him in, in, uh, in confession, he forgives you. That's a confession. That's right. a true thing. You know, he's right. our hiding place. Right. He'll surround us with songs of deliverance. Right. He'll, he'll, he'll preserve us from trouble. Those confessions are also good to say, right. you know, like confess what you believe about God, what you well, know that's about more of God a, to be true. A in this context, thing. confession is confession from sin. Absolutely. We're talking about yeah. professing what we believe. Like mm-hmm. a profession is, yeah, an acknowledgement that this is what I believe, mm-hmm. but a confession of sin is an admission of guilt. 
I admit that what I did was wrong. Because here's the thing. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds those who trust in him. This is what David is. Mm. This is my experience. David, yeah. this is David. David was that wicked guy. Yeah. David right. was the person who did wrong. And here's what he learned from his experience. And many were my woes. That's right. I had a lot of woes because I was doing the wrong thing. This is like not rocket science. Sometimes we have pains and hurts because we did dumb stuff. That's exactly the right. The best thing yeah. we can do is acknowledge said dumb stuff and say, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done it. It was mm -hmm. wrong. God, I'm sorry. God's going to forgive you. Then you get it together, and then you can become the teacher of the others. And now you're rejoicing in the Lord, and you're glad. You righteous, all you are upright in heart. Man, we're rejoicing now because we've we've come to that place, that circle of like, okay, we've seen it. God's hand's been heavy on us. We've had a lot of sadness and sorrow. We come to God. We confess it. Now he's covered it up. Now we come to a place of rejoicing. That's right. Go for all the way it's, from a place of making a mistake to a place of sadness back to a place of rejoicing. Now I'm going to teach other people and help you to avoid my pitfalls. Yep. And as a worship pastor here at Eagleville Bible Church, the last part of that last verse really excites me. It says, sing. Right. <laughs> all right. of you who are upright in heart, who have experienced that full circle you just talked about, Come into right. this place, and that's why we sing with enthusiasm. That's why we sing with all of our hearts. That's why we sit under the teaching. That's why we want to grow. We want to learn a love. We want to serve. We want to grow in right. all areas because we understand Psalm 32 happens for each and every one of us right. that know no, Jesus I, Christ. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's one of the great psalms in the Bible. It's one you should definitely be uh, familiar with. And we're glad that you have tuned in to Listen to Way to Go podcast. Hopefully it's been helpful to you. So remember to confess your sins to God because he is a forgiving God. He loves you, and uh, you will get it right. So, Amen. I mean, that's, that's an amazing blessing. Have a great and awesome week.